Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are talking about Romans 8. Wow, beefy chapter. Buckle in. We've got Yolanda, MJ, Sam, myself are going to give our favorite parts of this chapter and or this this book of the Bible. And um, actually, chapter eight specifically. We're in Romans chapter eight specifically. But let me set let me set us up. I really love. Um, Kay Arthur, she's got a book called Discover the Bible for Yourself. And she breaks down each book of the Bible and each chapter of the Bible in a very um, a very linear way of studying the Bible. And I mean, you can just, you, you know, as you guys all know, you can dig into the Bible and just like dig and dig and dig. And like, there's so much wisdom. So I'm going to read her opening for the entire book of Romans. And then we're going to dive in individually here into Romans 8. So from Kay Arthur's book, she sets up the book of Romans as um, the gospel Paul preached justification by faith alone was under siege. While many directly opposed this gospel, others twisted it to suit their own preferences. The Judaizers, I guess is how you say that. <laughs> Judaizers, J-U-D-A-I-Z-E-R-S, said salvation might be by grace, but the believer is kept, in quotes, by the law. They insisted that circumcision was necessary for salvation. At the other extreme, the antinomians, I'm going to spell that one too, A-N-T-I-N-O-M-I-A-N-S, antinomians, taught that you could be saved by grace and still live any way you wanted even continue in sin. Only a clear explanation of the gospel could refute such errors. Eager to prove the gospel's power to save and sanctify both Jew and Gentile, Paul, like a wise lawyer, calls the gospel to the witness stand and examines it from every angle. The result is the book of Romans a theological masterpiece written around AD 56 or 57. We now take us to Romans chapter eight. Yolanda, start us off with your favorite parts of chapter eight. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day today. Um, yeah, this is Angie introduced chapter eight of Romans. It is a very, very, very meaty <laughs> Um, chapter. One of the parts that um, I like is the the beginning and the end. <laughs> I like all of it, the entire chapter. I wish we could go through all of it because it's just wonderful. But um, I'm going to focus on the beginning and the end. So um, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So I really like that because it reminds us that um, if we are in Christ, uh, we have nothing to worry about. We are not condemned because Jesus took the punishment already upon himself for our sins. So there's no reason for us to be condemned. Um, I mean, we as a people, because we are sinful, are condemned without Christ. But with Christ, we are not. 
um, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, so that that right there is just it's just a very um, encouraging and hopeful verse. Um, actually, it's two verses. Um, the first two verses. Yes, we are we are we are dead in our sins without Christ, and so that's why it's important that we we do. Um, accept him so the last part the part that I uh, really like too is um, it talks about um, God's love his love is everlasting um, without end and it it tells us um, says what then shall we say to these things and before that he was talking about a lot of different things um like some of the things that um we do that is sinful um and how the spirit searches our hearts how the spirit intercedes for us um so so those were the parts um before this and it says um so what if god is for us who can be against us? Um, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Because he loves us that much. Um, and the other thing, nothing at all can separate us from his love. Nothing can separate us from him, which is amazing. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or short? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So. <laughs> amen, nothing, amen. Nothing, nothing can separate us from God. Things, uh, the enemy tries. He tries to pull us away, but nothing can. Nothing can. Praise be to God. I, I am. Oh, I am so grateful <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, he won't. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. Yeah, he's always with us. Right. <laughs> Love that. So powerful. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you. It was your idea Amen. to bring chapter eight of Romans to our discussion. So thank you for that. This is beautiful. Excellent. Well, thank you, Yolanda. MJ, you are up next. I kept thinking as she's saying nothing. You got nothing, Satan. You got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> it just kept running he through my head. I wanted to jump all over you and, and say that, but I, I I left it. I left it until it was my turn. So, amen. It was. 
<laughs> it was just running through my head. You got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah, amen. He 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 got nothing for sure. It's right. For sure, for sure. Oh man, that's so much fun. So yeah, I, I mean, this is this whole chapter. It's it's one of those. It reminds me of the the song "How Great Thou Art," and the reason why is it's the crescendo of the of the chapter. I mean, it just starts off on you and then it, it finishes with a bang. And that's what I'm going to focus on here um, towards the end of the chapter. Uh, 20 verses 26 and 28 are two of my favorite verses. And um, because it is, it he is our strength um, when we are weak. And um you know, and we're weak a lot of the times. I mean, he, he, you know, prayer is this, um, prayer is like a power tool. You got to use it. it. It's a power tool. And if you just let it sit there and on your workbench and you're not using it, it's, that's your fault, you know, because the enemy will tell you, tell you lies all the time, you know, that you're not praying right and that you're not doing things the right way and all that. And that's what, you know, Satan's, that that's his Billy um Bailiwick you know he, he he knows how to use that one he just keeps thinking you know hey I'll just tell them that they're just not praying right because like you said Yolanda you said you know uh we uh pray like we ought to um because as we say things and one of the things that uh I learned when I was becoming a prayer minister um in my church you know, one of the senior um, prayer guys that I really respected, he says, you know, as soon as this guy, you know, let's say Bob comes walking up to me one wanting prayer, you know, as, as soon as Bob joins hands with me and tells me what he's looking uh, for help in his life, you know, we're, he's praying to God right then, that very minute. He doesn't have to say it perfectly. He's telling me, you know, hey, we're having problems with our finances we're having problems with one of our kids in school and all that kind of stuff and everything he's saying is a prayer right to God I don't have to reiterate everything he just said I can just say hey when two or more come together you know there are you and that's that prayer that's the Abba Father always being with us the big G Jesus power tool you know because you know he taught the you know, disciples were scatterbrained half the time that they were with him. But one thing they did ask Jesus for was get, give us, give us a way that we can pray, you know, give us kind of an outline. And uh, so he, he gave that beautiful example, you know, always starting off with identifying um, the Lord Almighty, you know, our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name you know that that praise of hallowed your name is worthy of everything and so anyways um yeah and then in 28 where you know we're we're talking about uh, in fact let me read 28 real quick here and you know that in all things god works for the good and for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And there's going to be 
bad things that happen to all of us all the time. I mean, as we're on this earth, we're going to have bad things, but God is working that together to, to show why, you know, why are these things happening? Well, you know, it's to come back to him. It's to come back to him and to let him guide you through it. Because if God is for us, who can be against us, right? And that's the biggest thing I, I pull from this chapter. If God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing with any strength. It's kind of like having the best player on any team, on your team in every position. You know, you can join that team and you got a really good chance of winning. And we got a great chance. We already won. So play as winners. There you go. That's my, that's my eight. Romans 8. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, MJ. You know, it's, it's so yeah. interesting. As, I, as you were talking, I just got this little download I'm going to share. <laughs> it says, um, um, okay, so you mentioned uh, verse 28, all things good were called into his purpose. And that set me off and, and um, we're called. So think about our phone. Um, you know, I, you know, if we're called, first of all, we have to unsilence our phones so we can hear the call come in. And then once the call comes in, we have to actually answer it. And then once we answer it, we have to know how to communicate. How, how do we talk to God and, and, and have this two-way conversation? And, you know, prayer is it. So uh, thought I'd share that. Sam, you are up next. Go for it. Okay, well, when, when reading through Romans 8, I've just written down some key single word descriptions of, of what I read through the chapter, and they are relief, assurance, foundation, realization, and security. So when you go uh, through uh, Romans 8, and when I read through it, um security is there for all of those who are in Christ and that there's no condemnation uh, for those who believe condemnation of course is being condemned to death so that uh, that section there to me provided relief um for you know my internal soul to know that when Christ is in you, that you are secure. Um, next, nothing separates us from the love of Christ for those saved by faith. That sort of is an assurance. That's the promise. And again, that's uh, stated here in the chapter. And then it says, this promise is only for those that believe those who reject Christ will not be saved. And, you know, that's the foundational um, foundation of Christianity. That for those that believe, you have eternal life. For those saved by faith, our salvation is secured. And again, that's a realization. Um, and going on, hardships will test faith but also will strengthen it. And as MJ sa said, for those um, that are, that have him within them, that realization that 
even though you will face hardship, that having him within you will help strengthen your relationship with Christ. And lastly, in hardship, God never abandons his children. Again, that's security. And so with our faith in Jesus Christ, uh, we have that security. We have relief, assurance, foundation, and a realization that we are saved. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Yay. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge each of us next time we read Romans 8. There's a lot, it, just even in this one chapter, there's a lot of contrasts. And one that it starts out from the beginning of chapter eight is our nature, the contrast between our, our position in Adam before we're saved and our position in Christ after we're saved. And so it's that, so like in, in verse, um, let's see, where did it start? Verse nine, verse five, I think when it first started. Um, um, so I, I it, in my version, I'm looking at the living Bible in verse five, they, it says those let themselves be controlled by their lower nature. And then there's, it's also referred to as sinful nature. Um, and then there's our new nature. And if you read, when you read through and just look for those words um, about your, our nature between our lower nature and our new nature. Um, and then I also circled, um, there's a knowing we aren't saved like from verse three, we aren't saved from sin's grasp by knowing the commandments, you know, and then of course the whole chapter goes into, you know, we're saved by Jesus, by, by grace. If we follow, like this is in verse four, we follow after the Holy spirit. And I just, throughout the whole chapter, as you read it next um, on your own, really look at the contrasts that show up in multiple ways. And I'm just going to land on verse 12. Cause that one jumps out to me. I'm going to read it from two different versions. This is the living Bible verse 12, Romans eight, verse 12. So dear brothers, you have no obligation, no obligations, whatever to your old sinful nature to do what it begs you to do. And so that um, when I read it in the message version, I love this version. This goes back to you, Yolanda, the nothing. So you, so don't you see <laughs> that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. Exclamation mark. <laughs> that was that was the message version uh, version verses 12 to 14. I, I love reading the different versions of this kind of stuff. So that just jumped out at me is just be aware of the contrast and just know when when contrast is used in any kind of literature, it's trying to get our attention. And, and then we just need to decide, well, which side do we want to be on? What, what do you want to identify with? And we have a choice, you know, like verse says, verse 12 says that we have no obligation whatsoever to your old sinful nature. So if, you know, choose the high, you know, which nature are you going to choose? It's your choice. It's your choice. 
Um, and obviously Jesus came to be that live example for us that, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. God's like, you people are getting it. I'm sending my only son so that you get it. Do you get it? Get it. Like <laughs> he writes this entire Bible to help us like really ingrain this. So as you all read chapter eight, actually the whole book of Romans, entire Bible, but especially in, in chapter eight, um, just notice those contrasts and just really like go inside yourself, your spirit, God is in you talking to you. So what are the lessons today that God's saying, okay, great message, but what is it that you're going to actually do now? Like what, what's your next obvious action step based on this teaching? So um, for me, it's just that, that um, remembrance that we, that, that God is in us. He's around us. He, you know, it's, he's given us the example of Jesus and our Holy Spirit is within and we don't have any obligation, no obligation, no reason, no business being in that old nature anymore. I, I love the message version. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial, get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. In Jesus' name, all God's children said. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Yeah, because like Anne. Uh-huh. Yeah, Anne, keep going. Um, it says, it says uh, if we live according to the flesh, then we will die. Mm. We will die. If we yep. live according to the flesh. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. That's what's going to happen. That we're mean, still we're giving that. die. Yeah. How, how, when you die, where do you want to be? <laughs> do you want to be with God? <laughs> or do you want to be with Satan? Me, I right. want to be with God. <laughs> and, and he gives us you that know. choice. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Amen. I love it. Amen. 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 Yeah, I remembered um, where I, uh, that phrase, nothing kept coming into my mind. I finally remembered it was from a Michael Jordan um, commercial way back in the old days when, uh, what is it, Spike Lee, it was trying to be some guy called Mars Blackman. And he says, nothing, MJ, you got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I just, oh, I don't know. It just kept ringing through my head when <laughs> Yolanda was talking. It's like, you got nothing, Satan. <laughs> so, all right. That's awesome. Powerful visual. Yeah, just, it's fun. All so. right. Any final comments on Romans 8? Powerful. Yeah. Well, I, I hope people have an opportunity to read it for themselves because it is a great chapter. It is a great chapter. Amen. For sure. Yeah. It was one of his best books of all of his um, writings, but yeah, eight is powerful. That opening that I did, did was that helpful? Because I really loved that point where, so Paul, like a wise lawyer, calls the gospel to the witness stand and examines it from every angle. And and so then the book of Romans is a theological masterpiece. I, I love that, that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that was excellent, Ant. Yeah, awesome. That's from Kay Arthur. That's, I can't take credit for that. 
Right. I know. I know. <laughs> I I love her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. It's a really, if, if you really want to dive into the Bible and really learn, you know, and get into the nuances and the, the backstory and like know how to study the Bible for yourself. Um, she's got some great tools out there for that. Awesome. All right. Well, um, you guys are awesome and uh, have fun exploring Romans eight and have a fantastic rest of your day. All God's children said. Amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast, that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that has helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.